Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Am I off mute? I'm off mute, baby. So we rocking and rolling. Producer Jake, how the ones and twos are the levels good? Do, you, do I need more snare in my headphones? I think I need a little bit more snare in my headphones. Turn it up. Turn it up. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is a Drew Dober fight week, baby. It's a Drew Dober fight week. Oh, man, it's the best kind of fight week because that means that it's a payday week. We get paid this week. Um, I mean, I actually do get paid this week, but also uh, there's a Drew Dover versus Matt Frivola fight week. So it's a payday. It's a payday. At least that's the hope anyway, right? We can't discount what happens when two high-level mixed martial arts artists step into the cage to engage in some high-stakes punch face. Of course not. We would never want to do that. Um, But that's the hope. That's the hope. Uh, quick shout out. Austin in the chat. Always prompt. Uh, our boys over at Boston Brews. Bets are here. What's up? Um, yeah, man, I'm sorry about the Bruins. That was rough. That was rough, man. Um, so what do we, what's the, like, if you, if you're not into like sports, like traditional sports, the, the new thing is to call it sports ball, right? Like, oh, I don't pay attention to sports ball which would cover football, basketball, I'm assuming soccer, anything else to play with a ball. But what what do you do if you say you're not like not into hockey? What do you like I don't pay attention to slippy stick? Like what's the what is it if you don't pay attention to hockey? I should pay attention to hockey though. Um I really should. I mean it's it's the game of our of our people. All right. Um seeing a couple clowns steam the Frivola line. I can't see any possible way he wins. This might be easier in his last few matchups. Well, I, I will say this. Um, Matt Frivola, let's let's not kid ourselves. Matt Frivola can absolutely win this fight. Um, and the way that he would do that, and I'm not going to bury the lead here, the way that he would do that, he would have to put on an Aljamain Sterling backpacking, uh, if you will. That's how, I mean, he has a path to victory. Now, can he do that? And can he sustain that over three rounds while getting punched in the face uh, by the crimson chin, the golden retriever himself? Drew Dober, highly doubtful. Um, but Dober gets all my money. I told uh, Johnny K. Picks, who will be on the show in a, in a couple weeks, I told him today, I'm collecting all the Dober bets like Pokemon. I want them all. Now, for all the units, all the Dober bets, Drew Dober by Peruvian necktie in round two plus 6,500. Like, I want them all. I want all of them. Um, Nickel says, Dober will get all my money this week. I agree. I agree. Um, 
Dober fight week. What up, Effie? What's going on, man? <laughs> Lou Betch is in here. Uh, now, I don't want, I don't listen, I don't want people to get too excited about this, but there's a good possibility that Lou and I are going to Captain Planet uh, at UFC 288. Like, we might bring the rings together and. <clears throat> At UFC 288, that might that might actually happen. So, stand by, stand by. Um, he talked about wanting to go beat up some hobos. You know me; I'm always down for a good bum fight. So you never know. Newark's got plenty to offer, both in and outside of the venue. You never know. I'm always good for a good bum beatdown. Um, the Golden Palomino, Drew Dober. Yes, it's a good one. Thank you. Yeah, I can have that one for free. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Let's see here. We're not having any luck, by the way. The one card I buy tickets for, we lose two main card bouts. Well, Chucky Olives, listen, the Chucky Olives fight was always going to be hit and miss, right? Because he's he's fragile. We knew that. Um, and then Bryce Mitchell, I just need you guys to prepare yourself for something real quick. You, Bryce Mitchell is going to retire soon. Like Bryce Mitchell's not long for this world as far as the UFC goes. Um, he was exposed in the Taporia fight exposed um and he's got himself a farm now because he made a little change he got himself a girl so he's getting his he's getting a little wet um and that changes a guy right so don't be surprised here within the next i don't know man two to four fights we don't see Bryce Mitchell anymore. That my man rolls out into the sunset. I don't. I don't. I don't think we see Bryce hanging around for too long. Um, so it is what it is in that regard. So coming into coming into this show tonight with some real colonizer energy, as my man Dan Tom likes to say, <laughs> likes to say. If you guys are unaware, uh, one of the worst takes in MMA that I've. I, I mean, as a person who's given out plenty of bad takes. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I mean, I really, I'm, I've, I've rolled out some bad ones in my day, um, but uh, you know, generally, you know, I don't say highly regarded, but a lot of people like Dan. Uh, I have no problems with Dan whatsoever. But Dan tried, Dan tried to swing today for the fences, or yesterday, or the following days. He tried to swing for the fences um, with a take on our boy Drikas Duplessis, who's not really our boy. I bet against him every time. Uh, but basically, those of you who are unaware as far as what Drickus has got going on, Drickus wants a title fight, which he's probably earned at this point because middleweight's pretty shallow. And uh, outside of Robert Whitaker, don't get me wrong. And um, Drickus said that Izzy's not really African, and he said that he is African. If you've never seen either one of these gentlemen fight, Drickus is white. Um, so, and if you're not familiar with Duplessis, that is a Dutch last name. But, uh, you know, if, and if, if you're really not familiar with the way the world has worked in the past, uh, the Dutch sent a bunch of white people to South Africa many moons ago. Um, and there was like a whole thing, you know, as has happened throughout history. And, uh, you know, but that doesn't mean that the people there now are not of that, of, are not of African descent. So anyway, um, Drickus was a big, big swing on his part where he called, he said that Izzy isn't African because Izzy, you know, grew up in China, then moved to New Zealand and did all this thing. So he's not really African per se, but Drickus born and raised living 
breathing and existing in South Africa, which God bless him at this point. Uh, we talked about Haiti last week. If you are unaware of what's happening in South Africa and what's been happening in South Africa for the last, dude, I don't know, 10 years now, um, South Africa might be the next. Jake, would you even call South Africa a first world country? Second world, maybe at this point? First world, they're on the cusp, right? The, either way, they're going to be the next one to fall. The infrastructure system in South Africa is an absolute nightmare. And they have what's called, and what's been going on, uh, called the Boer Wars or the Boer Murders has been happening, which basically, if you look like me throughout the last five or six years ago, uh, or five or six years, they've been getting after you on the countryside, coming out and killing you, um, beating, beating you to death, you know, killing you, taking your wife and daughters and doing, you know, Lord knows what and all that stuff. It's been a real issue. It's been a real issue for a while now. And it's, it's a hundred percent related uh, to the stuff that Drickus is trying to bring up. Now it's ugly on Drickus's part, right? It's, it's, it's ugly to make it about that, but I don't think that he did. Um, I don't at least remember him mentioning color. I think it was more so the fact that he just, is he claiming Africa when he's not actually, you know, very minutely Africa. Like I myself would be, that'd be like me being like, oh, I'm super Hungarian. I mean, yeah, you know, 23 and me, I'm very Hungarian, but I've never been. So it's a weird, it was, it was, um, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. It was a weird, let me bring it back to Dan. Dan says that um, Drickus is bringing real, he, this is his words, not mine, colonizer energy to a potential title fight lead up with Izzy, um, which was a big miss, Was which was a big miss, especially considered no matter how you like to phrase it, you have Izzy who was um, on video calling uh, Drickus a cracker over and over again. So um, only one of them is really kind of playing that card. But as we know, it's not the way that, that things are shaking out right now in the world that we live in. So it is what it is, right? So we keep it moving. Um, that being said, Izzy will probably slump Drickus <laughs> when they do fight. <laughs> it's not going to be good. Although apparently he got his nose fixed, so maybe he can breathe better now. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, what happened last weekend? Song Yudong, um, he came, he saw, he conquered, uh, beat the snot out of Ricky Simone. Uh, again, one of these things that we don't understand, I cannot wrap my head around it, why fighters are abandoning core skill sets. It, it makes no sense to me. Um, you know, I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why they do that. Ricky Simone, heavy, strong, wrestling, base. Your boy put some mileage on the tires of Yadong in rounds one, two, three, and then pour it on in round four and five. You talked all this stuff about, oh, five rounds is going to make me a better fighter. He never got out of second gear, never got out of second gear, continually got booped on his nose, and um, ultimately Song Yudong got it done. We live, we die by that. Two biggest plays of the night, uh, Mikhail Olichesek and Cal Barello under two and a half, um, and Ricky Simone Moneyline were the two massive plays. One obviously hit. If the other one would have, it would have been a huge night, and as such, it was a big bad night because – I live and die by the sword, man. Ain't no, listen, ain't, ain't no quarter unit bets happening here, bro. We either winning a lot of money or we're begging for some honey. Like it's, it's just not happening. Um, 
you know, let's see here. <laughs> China. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Agreed. 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 Uh, the way that night was going, I don't know if he was going to get anywhere. There was a moment he shot for three takedowns consecutively and got stuff. They were, but they were also like, he also came at him with like the same energy that like Ben Askren tried to take down Jorge Masvidal. And he's kind of bent at the waist and ran forward, you know, like doing the Naruto run. Um, and he got he got crushed. Dude. It was so dumb. Uh, everybody wants to be a striker. KOs to keep moving up the ladder. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the highlight, the memeable moments, the the clickable items that that is what does it. That is what you know. That's what does it. Um, and then here we've got uh, our boy Patrick over at Addicted to Combat. In tomorrow night, um, tomorrow night I will be over on Patrick's show talking about everything we're talking about here. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's really kind of it. Uh, so I'll be over there tomorrow night. Patrick's going to have to remind me of the time because, uh, I'm terrible at scheduling. Drake says, I wish I could have been here last year to tell you Ricky was a no bet. Well, Drake, you let me down then. This is all your fault. Um, and you're lucky I let you back in here tonight. (laughs) Oh man. Okay. Listen, it's Drew Dober fight week, UFC 288. Last but not least, I will be in attendance for this event. Um, I would love to see you there. I really would. I will be there with my brother-in-law and one of my friends. Um, I will be there. Uh, I have, like I've told you before, it is my mission to try to pull Dober out from out back after his fight and have him commune with the MMA community and drink a beer. I don't know if he will do it or not. I have no confirmation of this. Um, he just sends me laughy face emojis. That's pretty much how he texts his laughy face emojis. So you say stuff, you get a, you get a laughy face. Um, so I don't know if that's good or bad. So I will, tr- we'll try, but if nothing else, if, if Dober beer chug does not happen, I would love to, I'd love to, um, I'd love to see you there. Um, so I will be walking around the Prudential Center. Uh, you'll see me with my punchless MMA shirts on. I've, I'll have I'll have some swag with me. Uh, so if you bump into me, uh, you know you won't leave empty-handed. So I'll have some punchless MMA gear with me. So if you're at 288 and you run into me, as long as I have not given it all away, by I'll have something for you uh, more so than just a hand. So we'll make it work. Um, and I'm also going to size everybody up. So if you think I'm not going to, I'm not going to measure you up. Yep, Shady knows. Size them up. 316. Yep, that's right. If you think I'm not going to, I'm going to. Um, so <laughs> I love that. This is a good one. <laughs> Much like DDP's relatives, I'm trying to colonize the win column. <laughs> Welcome to the last show on, on YouTube. Somebody's going to be very upset by this. Hmm. We're drinking beer tonight, too, in preparation for Saturday. I don't want to go to the Prudential Center and, um, you know, watch a bunch of punch face and be like, excuse me, do you have any red wine at the, you know, do they have red wine at stadiums, Jake? I haven't been to a stadium in three years. I think you can, right? I think you can get a red wine or a white wine, if you will, because there's ladies everywhere. So the ladies drink it, but I'm not going to do that. Um I won't do it. And Adam's in here. What's up, Adam? Nice to see you, buddy. Okay, let's get into this. You know how we do it. We do main card first, and then we zip back up through the prelims, uh, which is going to leave us with our featured prelim and last fight that we're going to talk about for the night. But you already know where we're going. There's no way we wouldn't go on Dober, but we'll get there at the very 
very end. As it stands right now, for some reason that the Lord only knows, Cron Gracie and Charles Jordan is still in the pay-per-view portion of the card, so we're going to start there. Cron Gracie, 5-1, and one, Charles Jordan at 13-6-1. I would say that most of you have no idea who Cron Gracie even is. Certainly have probably never seen him fight. I know you hardcore folks, which, hold on a second, time out. Let's rewind this. I said something insulting. That's not that's not fair. The only people that listen to my show are hardcore fans of MMA who have been watching it for years. The, this does not appeal to the casual person, right? So I apologize. I, I just came in with bad energy there. That's wrong. You all know who Cron Gracie is. Um, when we're getting him at a plus 150 against Charles Jordan, minus 175. Over and under rounds is this at two and a half. If Cron Gracie decided to fight more than once every five years... I would say this is this is a play. I think Cron Gracie is a play here. Uh, obviously, the submission problem or the submission threat is going to be there, but don't forget he held his own against Cub Swanson throwing hands. Um, I, I I'm going to be honest with you here. I like. I just wish I had more. Like I wish I had more film to go off of with Cron Gracie, something more recent than, than what we've seen. Um, but I honestly think Charles Jordan is worth fading. Like I don't, I don't love Jordan. He's one of these guys that I've talked about and there's a handful of them. You always think he fights better than he actually does, right? You get a couple moments where you're like, Oh yeah, Charles Jordan. So exciting. But let's be honest here. Like, let's just, Completely honest, last two wins, Lando Venata and Andre Ewell. That's it, man. Like, it, it, you know, before that, Marcelo Rojo, that Rojo's not, not in, you know, not in the promotion anymore. Lando, for some reason, is I think it's because he's Cowboys boy. Um, but dude, there's no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good here. I, I think Cron Gracie, if you're talking about a, a dog to start the, the main card, sure. Um, I just I wouldn't trust Jordan. I'm not putting him in anything. I wouldn't put him on DraftKings. I, I would stay, I would just stay away from Charles Jordan here. Now, how you feel about Cron Gracie, on the other hand, I don't necessarily know that you know, Jordan is going to submit him. I d- highly doubt that. And I don't think he's going to knock him out because last time I checked, Cub Swanson hits a whole lot harder than Charles Jordan and Cub Swanson hit Cron Gracie like he was talking smack about his sister. Like all he did was punch this dude in the face. And Cron was like, okay, we can make this work. So, I mean, he's got some scrap in him. I think he's got the dog in him that Charles Jordan doesn't have. I ugh, I don't want to say out loud that I'm going to bet on a guy that hasn't fought in three plus years, but I'm not going to bet on Charles Jordan. So you read, you read that how you want to. <laughs> You read that how you want to. Uh, let's see here. Wait a second. Juliana Pena just pulled out. No, she did not. And that's not true. That's not true. Jake, can you see if that's true? Can you see if Juliana Pena just pulled out of the fight with Amanda Nunes? All right. You can go to the next. You can do the next odds too. By the way, I'll give you all the stuff to do. Uh, last minute switch up. We talked about it. Bryce Mitchell pulled out. Uh, we got Diego Lopez. They're signing him. He's coming in, and uh, he's going to take on our boy Mavzar Evluev. Uh, Mavzar has been a you know 
as far as prospect goes, he's been a prospect for a couple of years now, so I don't even know if we can call him that anymore. I mean, he's established, right? He's established. Um, hold on a second. Wait, I missed this. Can we? I'm just going to start. Patrick says they should still DDP signed Africa hats and loincloths in the UFC shop. I'd buy one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I missed that. That's a great comment. Um, so anyway, yeah. Let's see here. So where was I at? Mobs are should destroy Diego Lopez. I mean, really should. So I think you have to go with, uh, if, if you're interested in them, once they come out, I would go by methods props inside the distance will probably be a big hammer submission, probably a bigger hammer. I, I don't necessarily know that I'd play either one though. I know a lot of parlays will be anchored with Mobzar. He'll have a hundred percent ownership rate on DraftKings. Oh man, I wish Diego Lopez would beat him though, dude. Wouldn't that just flip everything up on its uh, upside down? Um, let's see here. Oh gosh, it is. It is it true? It is it really Big Marcel confirmed Aldana stepping in. The Cat Lady is coming in. Oh no! Oh no! Irene, Irene Aldana stepping in. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. This this makes sense. This makes sense. What did we say? What did we say Christmas time last year? What did we say? This is the year of Mexico, right? This is the year of Mexico. We said that there I we said that there was going to be three Mexican champions that the Nigerian the Nigerian uh, rain was over and it was the year of Mexico. So we've got Brandon Moreno, right? We've got Alexa Grasso. And my my pick for it was um, was Henry Cejudo to beat Aljo. Now, I realize that Yair Rodriguez is an interim champ at the moment because um, they had to sell it that way. Uh, so that leaves some wiggle room on the Cejudo thing. But, dude, we could... Um, we we might have something here, right? We boy. Um, Irene Aldana is our, is our other Mexican champ. Oh man, dude! So realistically, by the end of this year, just realistically, by the end of the year, we could have Aldana, Yair. Grosso, Cejudo, and Moreno. We could have five Mexican champions by the end of the year, realistically. We could have five of them. Dude, I just... I mean, well... Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we said this was... I said this was the year of Mexico. We said that. We said that here first. This, this is who said that. This is who said that. We said the year of Mexico first. Everybody else, I mean, I'm sure the Mexicans said it first, but you know, the gringos, I'm the gringo that said it first, right? I'm the, I'm the one, I'm the, I'm the one that said it first. Um, if they call Canelo cause he's redheaded like cinnamon, right? Isn't Canelo cinnamon in Spanish? Isn't that why they call him Canelo cinnamon, cinnamon Alvarez? Cause it's his first name, Saul, right? So isn't Canelo cinnamon. So I would be nutmeg, right? Um, Bro, so Drake says not Yair. I'm going to say this. If the same Yair that showed up that fought um, that fought Josh Emmett, if that if that same one shows up, seeing the way that even um, 
even the way uh, Islam was able to land on Volk, there's problems there. I mean, that there's real problems there. The speed was an issue. So, oh, I'm invited. I got invited. I'm invited. There we go. There we go. Nutmeg has a good ring to it. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I like it. All right. So recap real quick. We are, uh, we're on Evloev inside the distance. Go ahead and parlay that up with something. Uh, if you can do the mix and match means and money lines, that's going to be a parlay piece. Uh, and then we're, we're leaning Kron Gracie at that plus money spot. All right. Jessica Andrade taking on Yan Xiaonan, which is a great name. Really good MMA name, Yan Xiaonan. Uh, and then her nickname is Nine, which is great. Just It just sounds, if you try to just say it all, um, it just sounds like you're making fun of Chinese people, right? Uh, but anyway, we get Yan Xiaonan at plus 175, plus 173, minus 203 for Jessica Andrade. Over and around is a two and a half. Women's science here seems to be in play. Um, just to be honest with you, women, women's science has been absolutely smacking this year. It really has. I'm, I'm, I'm upset, um, that I haven't played it as much as, or as heavy as I should be. I really should be playing it heavier. Now you say, well, Jessica Andrade rattled off three in a row. Let's not forget that Jessica Andrade, uh, that loss that she just took to Blanchfield, um, that that came as a result of her just renegotiating her contract, stepping in last minute to secure the biggest bag that she ever, you know, that she ever could have. So maybe she doesn't have to show her feet on only OnlyFans anymore. But dude, she's she got the money. Like, so now she's in. So now you have you have to wonder if like the silk sheets are coming into play, you know. Uh I, I would say this. I would say that Yan Jianan has looked so good in her UFC tenure that it warrants a women's science play, regardless of the fact that she's taking on Jessica Andrade, who's usually a can't miss when it comes betting wise, right? She's usually almost always worth the play because she's got good enough takedown defense. She hits really hard. She has, she has power that carries on into the later rounds. Um, She's almost always worth a play. Now, given the body of work that we've seen from Jan, I think it warrants a women's science play. I don't think this is a write them off Jessica Andrade minus 200 Wall Street play uh, where we're looking for 20% ROI. Uh, I I will, you know, I will stand by, I will stand by the uh, the Yan Jan on women's science play. Uh, Pat says, have you ever seen the Andrade nudes? Don't lie to me. I have not, actually. I have not. I have not. Um, that's, a, that's a conversation for a different day, but I try to keep, uh, I try to keep as much of that type of material out of my purview as I possibly can. Uh, but I will talk about it. It's just not my, you know, it's not my speed. Um, let's see here. Don't hate the Yair play. Can't be against Volk at 45. Of course not. I mean, Volk is that dude right now, right? As much as I all, as much as I think he can't cook uh, as the, you know, I, he can't cook in the kitchen. But as the young kids say, he can cook in the cage, right? Let that man cook. Uh, he He's unstoppable, man. He really is something to behold he's very good at winning fights like he just does what it takes to win a fight um now that said the people that are crying that he beat islam you need to get your eyeballs and your brain checked because islam did beat him 
Uh, I said it then and I'll say it again. The only reason why people think Volk beat Islam is because Volk didn't get mauled. Because deep down in your heart, in your heart of hearts, if you're being honest with yourself, you were afraid that Islam was going to maul him. You were afraid that we were going to see like what Khabib did to everybody else at 155, what we've seen Islam do to this point. We were all afraid that was going to happen. And then when Volk became competitive, we were like, he's winning this fight. And then at the very end, when he when he knocked Islam down, which looked more like a slip than a knockdown, but Islam was exhausted. Um, he knocked him down. We thought in our mind, oh my gosh, if this was pride rules, if we if we got a if we got a, a two more minutes put on the clock, he beats him. And then as a result, think that that takes away the the three rounds that he had already put in the bag. So um, yeah, I mean, he's just. He's a beast, man. He is such a problem for everybody. Um, okay. Co-main event. Not the one we wanted, but we're going to get something we want out of it. Uh, stay with me here. Bilal Muhammad taking on Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns at 22-5. and five. Bilal Muhammad 22-3. and three. Gilbert Burns, slight favorite at minus 28, 128 over Bilal Muhammad, plus 108. You've the value boys are all about this Bilal Muhammad stuff, but I'm telling you, I think Gilbert Burns is the side, always has been the side, and will be the side the whole way through this thing. And I think getting him at this beautiful price is just lovely. Like this is this is lovely, lovely, lovely. Um, he's going to be faster. I think that the grappling, right? We're just we're going to switch here from wrestling to jujitsu. We're just going to go grappling. So anything that's not punching each other, um, I think will come out even in the wash. Now, what we worry about with Gilbert Burns is the head hunting and the one shot try to get you to go to sleep, especially if he rocks Bilal early. Then he just hunts for the head. Um, and Bilal, war of attrition, the guy loves those kind of things. Um, you know, he tries to jab his way in, grab your butt, drag you out, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Um, coming off a Knockout win over Sean Brady. I can't believe that's a real sentence that's being said out loud that Bilal Muhammad knocked out somebody. But that's a real thing that happened. Um, I didn't love it when it happened. I thought it was early, but Sean Brady was not long for this world, man. He was he was on his way out. They did him a favor. Unlike, unlike the stoppage that happened this weekend with our boy Juicy J. I say this. Every week that Chris Tognoni cost me money, every single week that guy cost me money. And he cost me money this week too in two different spots. So as almost all of you know at this point, Haley fought this last weekend um, and fought uh, Jamie Lynn Horth, which we said on the show was going to be her toughest test to date. And Jamie Lynn came to fight. More so than anything else, the moment they were standing in the octagon and I saw Chris Tognoni as the referee, I knew we were cooked. I just knew we were cooked. I, I just, that guy is a scourge. He's bad luck. He poisons everything I touch. I don't like him. I think he's incompetent as a referee on top of the fact that he just carries big mush energy into the cage. He's just not good. Now, he didn't do anything officiating-wise, um, for that fight that cost me the fight, but his bad luck, his, his bad juju that he carries around with him is what cost me that fight. Uh, 
statistically speaking, Haley won that fight, but you know, they score these things different week in and week out. And as we know, women's MMA continues to be the most difficult thing for these judges to get right. They just have no idea how to score it. They have no idea how to score it. Um, Nichols says, if, if the referee has to chase down a fighter to end the fight, he probably shouldn't end the fight. I agree. It's very good. Um, so let's see here. I hate disagreeing with you again. We're normally on the same page. Not Burns. It'll burn you, he says. Muhammad is more well-rounded. Whoa. Yo. I mean, listen. I I, I guess it determines, how, I guess... I guess the argument lies in how we're interpreting the phrase well-rounded. Like if you're talking like well-rounded, like he can, like you can put 250,000 miles on him, like a Toyota Camry. And he's, you know, he's just going to be reliable for you and do exactly what you expect him to do. And, um, you know, kind of well-appointed at a decent price point. Sure. Bilal Muhammad's that guy, but like you could take that idea and then you could just get like a fully loaded a Honda Honda Accord and get all the same benefits for just a little bit more money in Gilbert Burns and it'll look better and it'll sound better and it'll be better for you long long term. Um, I think Gilbert's the play here, man. Um, I, I like I just I could be wrong. Listen, and here's uh, here's my here's my thing to you, Drake. I will say this because you, you 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 know you and I are normally on the same page. If I'm wrong, I will will come up with something. Okay. I will publicly acknowledge your rightness in some way, shape, or form. All right. But I'm on the burn side here. I think this is gonna look like a Christmas gift once all said and done. John says Muhammad's gas tank runs out this week. I agree. I agree. I'm on Gilbert Burns. Very rarely do we get Gilbert Burns in a line like this. Oh gosh, yes. Gimme, give gimme. Give Let's talk about this real quick. This is Here's what I love about Gilbert Burns. And this is either, I don't know if this is good management or not, right? I, th- I believe it's probably good management. Gilbert Burns loses his title fight, right? Loses his title fight. So then gets booked against Stephen Thompson, right? Well, Wonder Boy is just sort of always hovering around two to three fights away from a title shot. Um, people forget Madison Square Garden, Wonder Boy versus Woodley. But that's a thing that happened. Um, He loses to Hamzat in what was a great fight where he tested Hamzat, right? He really tested Hamzat, really had him in some bad spots. He immediately comes back and says, I want to keep fighting. Now, we have not seen Hamzat since that fight, right? We have not seen it. Gilbert's rattled off two wins in a row. Now, granted, one of them is Neil Magny, Neil, Neil Magny at the end of the spectrum, and then a win over an aging Jorge Masvidal. But, but he comes back and he gets two back-to-back wins. And now what everybody's saying this week is if he comes out and he beats Bilal Muhammad, you got to consider him for a title shot. Meanwhile, the guy that beat him, nobody's sitting there going – we want to see Hamzat for a title shot because Hamzat one is essentially a ghost right now. Nobody knows where he's at. And then two, he won't like publicly declare what weight class he wants to compete in. He's just kind of chilling. 
all the momentum that Hamzat built over the COVID breakdown is gone. It's all gone. Like your hardcore folks are like, oh yeah, Hamzat, yo, that guy's really good. I can't wait to see him fight again. But like the whole come out winning three fights while getting punched twice thing, that dude, that steam is gone. The steam is entirely gone. It his whole situation has been mismanaged. Even even like the buddy cop thing that he was doing with Darren Till. Where they were like, you know, they were doing, you know, their whole YouTube thing, all that stuff, where they everybody thought it was the greatest thing ever. And then Darren comes out and loses a fight, and then Hamzat just disappears. Like it's just, it's done. Like you, all your momentum is gone. It's gone. It's horrible mismanagement. It really is. It's it's criminal. It's absolutely criminal. All right. Main event of the evening: Aljamain Sterling, twenty-two and three. Henry Cejudo, sixteen and two. Full disclosure here. Full disclosure, Henry Cejudo, friend of the show. It's hard for us to bet against friends of the show. It's even harder to bet against Olympic gold medalists in wrestling. But you know how I feel about this. You know how I feel about this. Uh, I like this real quick. Jason Brown says, over two and a half or a flyer on Burns by sub or GTFO. I can dig that. Um, So it's hard to go against a friend. Uh, and it's hard to go against an Olympic wrestler. Now, Henry Cejudo hasn't fought in three years. We've already taken one guy that hasn't fought in three years. Um, I don't necessarily know that I agree. I don't necessarily know that I agree with this line. I, I, I This is probably the first time that I think Aljo should be a, a sizable favorite here. Um, I, I, looked at, I look at Henry, and he does not look the same. He doesn't look the same. And and he's had a kid in his time away. And you guys know how I feel about new dads. I don't like new dads. Nobody else talking about the new dad angle except for me. I'm sure somebody out there, some somebody bites it and, you know, hashtag no new dad wins or whatever the case may be. I see all of you guys, by the way. All you YouTubers and you podcasters that just talk all take all my stuff, it's fine. I understand. Do your thing. Just just go ahead. But the new dad angle worries me, right? Um, it always has. I don't I, I don't really bet on like Aljo ever, and I don't like betting against friends of the show. Um my my heart would love to see Henry win this. I'd love to see him come back. I'd love to see him tackle the adversity of being gone. I'm hoping that he's bigger, stronger, faster, and healed. Like all the injuries are healed up. He's ready to go. He's hungry. But truth be told, I think he's – I don't say he's broke, but I think he needs money. Like I, I think he's a guy that, you know, I'm sure he's not hurting. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he's not asking people to buy a Starbucks for him. But I think he, I think he's at a point now where he's like, you know what? I should probably make a little bit more money. I should have probably made just a little bit more, um, especially now that I got a wife, I got a kid. I probably want more kids. I don't know any Mexican guy that's only got one kid, um, so he's probably gonna have more kids. And truth be told, kids are kids are expensive, man. As a person with lots of them, they're expensive. They're very expensive, and. Uh, you know, you want to you want to secure a financial future. You want to secure your legacy. Um, Shady says, "How is Sterling going to take him down?" Man, that's a great question. I ask you this: Does he have to? Does he have to? 
Does it does it have to be an open double? Does he does he have to grab a single and ride the pike? Does he have to to win this fight? I don't think he does. I I, I really don't think he does. I, I think he can win the fight striking. I also think he's he's a much bigger submission threat to Henry um, than Henry is to him. Um, I mean, realistically, we you know we don't know if the speed is still there for Henry. Like. Do, is the speed there? If the speed is still still remains three years after the fact, um, I I I think that Henry can beat him. He's he'll close the distance quickly. He'll hit him. He'll rock him. Um, it's quite possible he, he certainly can. But I think Aljo, you know, bigger, longer, stronger, faster here. The pedigree of the pedigree of of careers is not the same, right? Um, I would argue that that winning a gold medal in the Olympics, winning a bantamweight title, and winning a flyweight title are all, you know, all supersede um, the collective supersedes what Aljo's done. It's not a matter of measuring careers, but I think it's just Aljo's time, man. Um, I, I again, it's a heart money, smart money thing. I'd love to see Henry win. I hope he does, but. I think Aljo's a good play here, man. I'm not saying back the Brinks truck up and unload on Aljo, but I mean, hometown fight. Did you see them when Aljo bumped into him in the at the not bumped into him? He sought him out. It wasn't a bump into at the at the hotel. He's so much dude. Like I didn't realize how much bigger he was. He is so much bigger. He's so much bigger. Um, I don't know, man. I really, I really think Aljo, uh, gosh, I hate that because I think he's just going to do what he did to Piotr. I think he's just going to backpack him. He's just going to hold him, bro. I think he's just going to hold him. It's going to be a last minute play for me. I like this, right? I like this. I like Shady says, size him up. That's it, man. Size him up. If I'll tell you what, if I can, if I bump into him while I'm there, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know. I listen. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I need you guys to be prepared for the fact that I'm going to be twice as big as Drew Dober. I need you to be aware of that. All right. I just need everybody to prepare yourself accordingly in your brains that I'm going to be twice as big as this man. Okay. All right. So let's recap the main card real quick. Big on the recaps tonight. Cron Gracie plus 150. It hurts, but we're going to do it. Mavzar Evloev inside the distance once it drops. Yan Janan because women's science, duh. Gilbert Burns because it's a gift. And then Aljo because it's probably the most likely thing, right? Um, heart money, smart money bet. All right, let's talk about some prelims. Daniel Santos taking on Johnny Munoz Jr. Johnny Munoz at 12 and 2. Uh, Daniel Santos at 10 and 2. I'm just full disclosure, you guys know Johnny Munoz has been good to us here. He's been very, very, very good to us. We like our boy Johnny Munoz here. Um, the win over uh, Ludovic Shaolin and the win over Jamie Simmons, those were fantastic. Now, we didn't take him against Tony Gravel. 
wrestler unless you're in here right so uh johnny munoz has been very good to the boys right he is he has lined our pockets on many an occasion taking on daniel santos here um full disclosure went over john castaneda last time out you know i'm a big castaneda guy uh and then before that lost to julio arce no no problem in losing to arce uh i think daniel santos is the play here i don't necessarily love him um i don't love him at the minus 180 spot like that's that's a that's a pretty steep price but i think if you can get a better line on it santos is your guy i also think he might be a parlay piece just to start the night with a little two-legger maybe a little three uh you you could look at adding santos on to somebody you know uh, bring bring the price down a little bit so i'm on santos here um i don't know how i'll play him maybe parlay but that's that's an iffy just just going straight picks i'm on daniel santos although johnny munoz has been good to us in the past i think it's a bad matchup for him um I think Santos, just, just to give you more, uh, a little bit more on this, I think he just has more tools to win the fight. And, you know, it, cardio could be an issue, I suppose. But if you're looking at, you know, a penchant for finishing fights, I think it's there, right? And and it's enough of it that that's, if you're, if you're winning seven, seven out of your 12 total fights, you know, you're finishing over 50% of your fights. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Now, not to say that Munoz is a slouch as well. Obviously, the submission threat is there, but I'll go with Santos here. All right. Uh, Boston says, since you're going to New Jersey for UFC on Saturday, just keep heading north and come to CES 73 at 512. Free ticket for you. Bro, I wish I could. I would love to do that. I really would. Um, I really would. I don't think I'll be able to. I don't think I can swing that, but... Uh, let me check Spirit. Let me see if Spirit Airlines gives me gives me that hundred dollar round trip. Maybe I'll fly up for CES and fly right back down like I'm doing for this one. We'll see. We'll see, especially with a free ticket, bro. Can I sleep on your couch? That's the question. Do I have to buy a hotel too? Like, can you can you pick me up from the airport? Can I sleep at your house? And can I go to? Can you buy me a ticket to the event? If that's the case, I might be able to sell to the old lady. All right, Joseph Holmes taking on Claudio Roberio. Roberio at 10 and 3. Joseph Holmes at 8 and 3. I buried the lead on this one, guys. I said that it was Drew Dover fight week. In reality, it's Joseph Holmes fight week. Plus 150 against Claudio Roberio. Roberio. This should tell you how bad both of these guys are that Joseph Holmes is a plus 150 dog. Only a plus 150 dog against Claudio Roberio. Uh, these guys are probably without exaggeration. No hyperbole here. Probably the two worst middleweights on the roster. That's a real thing. They're probably the two worst middleweights on the roster. And this will be the ugliest of fights. Um, I'll go Ribeiro just because Holmes is the worst middleweight on the roster. And then Ribeiro is, is the second right uh worst so i'll just take the better guy now minus 175 i'm not going to touch him at all overrun rounds want to have eh, i'll go inside the distance here gonna be super chalky let me see if i can find it if the line even exists for such a disaster bear with me one second here inside the distance uh oh gosh minus 350 no all right stay away this is where i'll be drinking beers and i'll come find one of you guys we'll drink a beer together um, Holmes is awful. Uh, 
Ribeiro's not much better. Cardio is an issue for both guys. Inside the distance is great. Ribeiro inside the distance, says Nichols. That seems we can, we can go there. Um, Ribeiro wins inside the distance, minus 140. Okay, sure. It only brings it down 30 cents. Sure, bro. I'm cool with it, man. Let's do it. Ribeiro inside the distance. Oh, gosh, they're so bad. All right, the return. Of our boy, this Kazakhstani warrior man, Caucasus Mountain Warriors, Lagazuma Gulov with his three wives and 11 kids taking on Hafiel. That's the man who's undefeated, right? He's 11 and 0. It's Zuma Gulov. If you guys are unaware, my boy continually gets the short end of the stick, uh, in particular, two split decision losses in a row. Um, he has lost five out of his last six, said he was retired because he hated the judges so much, which Real talk, we've all been there. Uh, but lost split decision to Charles Johnson in a fight I thought he won, and then lost to Jeff Molina. Now, here's where this gets interesting because this is one of the pieces. Um, this is one of the pieces of the James Krause Jeff Molina gambling saga, is this right here. I believe that Jeff Molina thought he was supposed to lose that fight. Like Jeff Molina, as far as the fight fixing goes, was supposed to lose the fight to Zlaga Zumagulov. And then when Zlaga uh, was announced as the loser in Jeff Molina, that's why we got the Jeff Molina reaction that we got because Jeff thought, and James Krause and whoever else was helping fix the fight, that Zlaga was supposed to win. And when he didn't, it threw a big wrench into their plans. Now, this is all conjecture. I have no facts. I'm just merely speculating. Zlogos was so sad, so sick and tired of judging, he decided to quit. Uh, but he's back. And he gets Esteban, which is not an easy out for him. Like, they just won't give him a good fight. So maybe they don't want him out. Maybe he just wanted to fight out his last one and they have no desire to bring him back. I have no idea what the case is. But damn it, you give me a guy that lost two split decisions in a row. A guy that fights for my money every time out. Plus, he's a caucus mountain warrior. You give me Zlogazuma Gulov. You give, yeah, dude, two Zs and a V in his name, he gets my money. He gets my money. Caucus Mountain Region, I'm ready. I'm ready for him. I love Zlogas. Make it happen. Um, and then, you know, just for absolute S&G for the old gigs, you have to place fight ends by split decision just because he's essentially the Courtney Casey of men. Um, yeah, I, just, I, I love this. Oh, this is a great take. Zlogus looks like an unthawed caveman. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. He's definitely ancestors are on display at a museum somewhere. 100%. Um, Nichols says, I'm ready to be heard again. Give me Zoom and Gulov, Moneyline plus 160. I'm with you. I'm with you. We can cry together about this one. I'm with you. Give me Zlogus. Absolutely. I want it. Inject it into my veins. Ikram Alexarov taking on Phil Hawes. Ikram at a 13 and 1. Phil Hawes at 12 and 4. I'm going to be honest with you here. I'm going to be real honest with you. I thought we wouldn't see Phil Hawes till 2024. If I'm not mistaken, and maybe this is like uh, a Mandela effect, right? Maybe this is a Mandela effect. If I'm not mistaken, Roman Delize destroyed. Phil Hawes's knee. And then when Phil Hawes tried to fight on his busted knee anyway, Roman Delize 
essentially separated from consciousness, but it looked like it, it mean, it looked like a world star hip hop, like, like bootleg Twitter snuff film. Like it was bad. Like he, that was real. I mean, he, he did damage to that man. Like I really thought that he was going to be gone for a long, long time. And he's back already. That doesn't seem right to me. That doesn't seem right to me. I like he's fun still. I'm getting a little chop here. I don't know what's going on. Hold on, ladies. Putting on some chapstick for your boy. Got to keep these things supple. Um, I really, I really thought it was. I thought it was lights out for our boy Phil. I don't understand how he's back so soon. So can you? I mean, does, does somebody know? Like, did 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 Delize not destroy? Um, did not did he not destroy his knee? Did he not rip him apart? Did he not cave his skull in? I don't I don't understand. Um, make that make sense to me. So now I get so the, anyway they reward him. They come back. They give him against the Cox Mount Warriors thirteen and one. Um, you know, but here's the thing: Do we contender series fade this right? Like this guy's only lost. He lost to Hamza, but like you know he he won by. Kimura, which is like just a pure muscle uh, submission on a contender series. So do we contender series fade that? He lost to Roman Delize back in October. October, November, December, January, February. Wait, October, November, December, January, February, March, April. Seven months? That was seven months ago? Damn. Golly. <sighs> I mean, he's not back from an ACL surgery in seven months. Maybe he didn't tear the ACL. Maybe he got, maybe it was like the Crow Cop Gabriel Gonzaga thing where it looked like the ankle was broke, but it wasn't. Golly, man, I don't know. That knee was tore up. That was tore up, man. Golly, even, what's his face? Mohamed Makiev is trying to get for another fight, and I could have swore that dude ripped his knee apart. That guy, he fought too. Um that insurance salesman. I thought that guy ripped his knee apart. Or no, he's a pastor. That pastor. I thought that that dude summoned the Holy Spirit and ripped ripped Machiav's knees apart, man. And that dude still he's still talking about he wants to come back and fight like now, bro. You fix that, whatever that was, fix it. Um, I don't know. I'm not. You couldn't pay me enough to bet on Phil Hawes here. He, contender series fade be damn. I can't do it. I can't do it. I won't bet on Phil Hawes. I won't take a contender series guy at minus 200 either, but the flip side of that is, is I'm not, I'm not touching Phil Hawes. Um, Maki have said it was a partial tear. Oh, okay. Partial tear. Hmm. Interesting. Of his MCL. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll, that'll do it. I had a full tear in my MCL. I don't do anything half-ass. I have a full MCL tear. I had that Tony Ferguson knee injury. I had that uh, Willis McGahee is what I had. I had that Willie McGee. Remember that, Jake? Remember that Willis McGahee? Remember that? Remember his knee going the wrong direction? That's what I had. That's what I had, man. That hurts. That hurts real bad. You know, pull you know, pull a picture. They have a great picture of the leg going the wrong way. So mine looked like a bird's leg. Uh, for those of you familiar, um, that bird's knees go the wrong way. That's how my knee looked. Oh, which brings me 
see this is all coming together. Here's a question I have for you, dear listener, dear watcher. Okay. Producer Jake as well. How many knees does a kangaroo have? I was trying to figure this out this weekend. How many knees do kangaroos have? This is a real question that I have, right? Because scientists, scientists, which just at this point is a made up term. Scientists contend that kangaroos have five legs. Kangaroos are the only five-legged mammal. Stuff you're only going to hear here. No other MMA podcast is making you guys smart like this. The only five-legged mammal on the earth is a kangaroo. So then I ask you, I pivot this to say, how many knees does a kangaroo have? How many knees? Is it four? Because their leg, right? Like this with the thing, and then they got the thing. It looks like there should be two knees on each back leg and then a knee on the front legs, which we we would refer to as arms, but are actually classified as legs. So the elbows are actually knees. So does a kangaroo have six knees and five legs? I, I, I just, I need to know these things. I cannot figure it out. And you know what, you know what else? Google doesn't know either. If you Google how many knees does a kangaroo have, it'll tell you how many legs it has. It won't tell you how many knees it has. It's like up for interpretation. Like how many holes does a straw have? One or two. Jake, how many holes in a straw? Jake says two holes in a straw. How does that make it two? How? It's just one hole, just distanced. Those are, you're talking about openings. I'm talking about what's the hole? It's one hole. You can do the jerk off motion to me. That's fine. I'm just saying. Five legs, six knees, one hole in a straw. This is it. This is what we're here for. You signed up for this. You don't have to be here. You could go anywhere you want to go, but this is where you are. And this is why we're talking about Parker Parker. Parker Porter taking on Braxton Smith. Braxton Smith at five and one. Parker Porter at 13 and eight. It's a real fight that's happening. Uh, Parker Porter minus 175 against anybody um, is ludicrous. But he's taking on Braxton Smith plus 105. I'm pretty sure, like, every once in a while, we get this nostalgic matchmaking that takes place where I don't know if it's Nick Maynard. I don't know if it's Hunter Campbell, Joe Silva. If they go pull out, you know, they wheel out old grandpap for Tita from whatever luxury, um, you know, retirement home he's getting gummers in they wheel him out and they go hey grandpa fertita who do you want to see fight and they go give me bob sap and give me somebody else i want to see bob sap beat somebody up and they can't find bob sap so they find braxton smith who is essentially you know poor man's bob sap uh He's so big and so strong. He could certainly knock Parker Porter out. He absolutely could. But in my heart, in my heart, I would like to believe that 
Parker Porter knows that all he has to do is survive two and a half minutes against Braxton Smith and he'll win this fight. He has to know that. So you have to just decide in your, in your little tiny degenerate heart, you have to go, am I willing to bet on this man to knock out Parker Porter in two and a half minutes? Because I, I swear to you with all sincerity, you don't have five minutes with him. He is that bad. He's that bad. You don't have five minutes. You don't have it. If he even makes it to fight week, which I'm full disclosure, I don't necessarily know that he's going to. Um, you won't get five minutes out of him. You'll get two and a half. So determine in your heart whether or not you're willing to bet on a man that will give you two and a half minutes of hard fight. If you are, Braxton Smith's your guy. If you can't, Parker Porter, Parker Porter inside the distance, Parker Porter under one and a half, which I would never recommend playing three things on Parker Porter at all. And if somebody says Parker Porter by sub, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. All right. Marina Rodriguez at 16 and two, taking on Vernon John Giroba. John Giroba at 18 and three. This hurts my heart. This hurts my heart because we're getting Verna at plus money, and I really want people to steam this to a pick'em, and we're just not going to get there. We're not going to get there in time for me to play Marina Rodriguez, who I believe is better everywhere than Verna and should win this fight. But damn it, if it stays women's science, how do you not play Verna at women's science, Mike? Well, Marina Rodriguez is like a like a – the evolved Joanna Yunjechik, if you will. No, that's too, that's too, no, 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 no. That's a, that's a bridge too far. Marina Rodriguez is good though. She's very good. She's real good. Um, Verna by sub is sneaky. You could take Verna by sub. I'm sure other people are like, oh, I called Verna by sub already. That's not a very original take. Uh, but I could see Verna by sub. I don't think she's going to knock out Marina. Verna by sub plus 400, plus 450. Sure. Sure, that's probably where she wins this fight. I don't think she's going to beat Marina over the course of three rounds. I don't think she has a dinner. So uh, Marina by sub, or no, I'm sorry, Marina, money line, Verna by sub. Sure. Oh, I really want that women's science play. All right, Chaos Williams, 13-3, taking on Holando Bedoya. Chaos minus 315, prohibitive favorite. I can't play him here. Inside the distance is where it's at. I just... Um, Jason says, Verna by decision is very live. Complete disagreement with me. Whoa. Whoa. How does she win the rounds? Not being argumentative. How does she win the rounds? I'll talk, but I will circle back to your answer if you want to chat it in there. I will circle back to it. Uh, Verna by decision. How is she going to win the rounds? Interesting. All right. Popular plays you'll see this week. Last week, it was Stephanie Egger by sub. <laughs> Myself included, I got wrapped up in that nonsense. Said that was going to be the MMA capper's most popular prop of the week, and it was, and we all lost. Um, I would say that Chaos Williams by KO will be this week's one. Chaos Williams by KO will be this week's MMA Twitter capper pick of the week. Prop of the week. There's always one that floats around. I think Chaos by KO is this one. 
Um, grappling control, says Jason Brown. Ooh. Maybe, bro. Maybe, but she has the does she have the gas tank for that? Because Marina's pretty got pretty good stand. Like she can get back up. She got lively hips. You know, she got the, those capoeira hips. Um, squirrely, squirrely, squirrely. I think chaos by chaos is probably what you see the most though. All right. Devin Clark, 14 and 7, taking on Kennedy in Jekway. Kennedy's at 11 and 3. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you guys this now. I don't care that Kennedy and Jekway's won two in a row. I don't care that he beat Iwan Kutalaba in, the, in 2022's weirdest main event. I don't care that he beat Carl Roberson, who we know just likes to rob people um, and do cocaine. Cocaine and steal people's jewelry. Um, I don't care. He got beat by Nikolai Negamariano, and he got beat by the Iron Turtle. Um, yeah, Devin Clark's chinny, and Kennedy hits hard. But damn it, he's a wrestler. He's a wrestler, and his dad's going to be in the corner, and he's going to be screaming, and it's going to be in front of a crowd. And I think that Kennedy and Jekway is like two IQ points away from a vegetable. I don't think he's very. I I don't think he has any fight IQ whatsoever. Um, I think he's just a big guy. I think he's a big guy. Puts himself in big positions. He is getting better. Don't get me wrong. He's getting better. But Devin Clark, come on, man. Team elevation. Come on, man. I need it. I need it here. Again, I don't agree with the with the with the chest tattoo and all the stuff. Depends if he comes in with a mustache. If Devin Clark comes in with a mustache, we fade. But if it's yeah. If he comes in with a mustache, we fade. But other than that, I'm on Devin Clark. Plus one seventy, plus one sixty-five. I think it's I, in value. I think this is the value thing more so that uh, getting a wrestler of higher quality that's beaten better people than Kennedy's ever even faced, um, and Kennedy, you know, just having two wins over lackluster dudes. Which I realize I said he won Kutala was lackluster, but that was a lackluster performance, and he wants so freaking hit and miss now. Um, yeah, give me Devin Clark plus one sixty five. He's a live dog. Why not? He's got the he has the skills to do it. So let's do it. All right. The people's main event. The only the only fight that really matters, if we're being honest with you, the only fight that really matters this weekend is this one right here. We have Drew Dober taking on Matt, the Steamroller Favola. These lines are all over the place. Opened up Drew Dober. Opened up minus two hundred. You can still get him there at Bet Online minus two hundred seven. Matt Frivola plus 1.6, or I'm sorry, 177. Is that what we got, Jake? 177 over there on Bet Online. Uh, over and around is at one and a half. Again, lines are all over the place. Uh, Dober at some places as high as minus 225. Look, man, I, I love the action coming in on Frivola. You got just keep betting it. Keep betting it. Um, Let's see. He said Kenny Kenny Nunchuck's getting better. He really is. He it is. It's weird. All right. But look, we've got we got Drew Dober here, minus 200 spot. This is 50 cents on the dollar territory. We're talking about 50 cents on the doll hair for every doll hair that we put down on the dobes. Can Matt Favola win this fight? Sure. He's got a wrestle death. He's got a Dagestani handcuff him. <laughs> if he does that. Yep. Yep, he absolutely can. He certainly can. Um, now, 
there's a lot of there's a lot of angles that you can take here. You can try to be hyperbolic. You could try to be funny. Whatever the case you you want to be. Um, I'll say this about Drew: the last time that Drew went into enemy territory and fought a guy in his hometown, he ended up marrying that guy's sister after he beat him in a fight. Now, <laughs> Drew's obviously happily married now, kid on the way, so that's not going to be the happen this time. But if you think you talk about colonizer energy, if you think <laughs> if you think Dober won't go into Matt Frivola's backyard and beat the brakes off of Matt in front of his family, um, you will get another thing coming. Not to mention, not for nothing, as they say, not for nothing, is that if Dober, if Dober, when Dober knocks out Matt Frivola, he will become number one, numero uno, all-time lightweight KO. Number one all-time lightweight KO record, Drew Dober. Friend of the show, Drew Dober. The lightweight KO king. I mean, bro, this is how this is how we manifest. This is how we guide Dober versus Matt Chandler. Okay. Dober knocks out Matt Frivola on Saturday. Connor McGregor is not fighting Mike Chandler. I'm going to keep saying this till you guys get this in there. He's not fighting Mike Chandler. Did you see him at BKFC this weekend? That looked like a man that was about to fight Mike Chandler at any point in time in the given future. Size-wise, that he looked that way. Has he even entered the USADA testing pool? None of these things have happened. He is not fighting Mike Chandler. I need you to understand this. So when that fight falls through and Michael Chandler needs somebody do you know who they're going to call? Do you know who they're going to call? They're going to call the number one sparring partner of the one and only Justin Gaethje, who put on fight of the year with Mike Chandler last year. And they're going to say, Mini Gaethje, get in there and give us the highlight for the ages. And we are going to get Drew Dober versus Mike Chandler. It might happen International Fight Week. It might happen in August. But that is when this is going to happen. It will happen. Dober is that dude. He's that dude. Now, how he gets there is he cannot be wrestled to death by Matt Frivola on Saturday night, which I'm sure he is very aware that Matt Frivola would love nothing more than to come out there and backpack him. Because you know what? If nothing else, not for nothing. Here we go with a second not for nothing. Matt Frivola doesn't want to get knocked out from his mom and his wife and his friends and all that other stuff. And he certainly doesn't want to get knocked out in front of all those people whenever his teammate is fighting for a title later on in the evening. He doesn't want that. So he's going to come out there and he's going to secure that Sarah Longo victory any way he possibly can. And if that means holding on to Drew for dear life, he'll do it. Now, I think we see a fight very similar to Drew versus Alexander Hernandez, where there will be a hint of physicality from the very beginning where Drew will come out and they will stand at range for a time. Drew will start getting the better. And then what happens for Vola shoots. Now, even then those takedowns might be successful. And even then he may be able to hold him down for a little bit, but Drew won't stay down. Um, and then 
if that's how round one ends in round two, we get a little bit of a rinse and repeat action. The problem is, though, as as they start to slick up, you know, your boy Dober moisturizes, right? Like you don't get skin like him without being a moisturizer. So my man gets a little slippery as time gets going, Uh, not to mention the fact that the punches start to weigh on you a little bit. And then, you know, just to be honest with you, you don't keep the same energy throughout the course of a 15-minute fight, especially when you're fighting in front of your wife and everybody else in between. Not when you got all a punchless nation riding behind you. So Drew Dober is going to give us a little of that Hulkamania action. Uh, and he's going to rise at the occasion midway through the second round. And he's going to get Matt Rule out of there. Dober KO round two. Round two. Dober KO. End of round two, most likely. Uh, Dober by KO or Dober in round three is at plus 600. Not the price that we would have liked to have seen on that. Um, Dober wins by TKO in round one, plus 200. Dober wins by TKO in round two, plus 475. Dober wins by TKO in round three, plus 625. These are not the numbers that we would love to see here, but, dude, it's worth playing. Drew has never let us down. Never. Never. We we bet historicals here. We bet historicals. Um, although I did tell him today that if he could win by Peruvian necktie, that'd be real cool. So we'll see if he does that. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. I doubt it. But, bro, if Dober by sub, come on, man. He might do it just to do it. You know, no, he wants that KO record. We're just being honest here. He wants that KO record. All right. So Dober's our dude here. If you're on the Frivola side, it's Frivola by sub, or not by sub, excuse me, Frivola by decision. Frivola by decision. That's he'll he'll try to backpack um if you're on the frivola side but you should not be on the frivola side and listening to the show there there will be no no anti-doberism here this is our dude uh always has been always will be this is our guy uh as they say this is this is my man pots and pans that's my man's pots and pans like that's just the way we do things right so we're not going against dober we never will uh, that's our boy. So let me finish the beer up and then I'll give you guys my, uh, we'll give you the, the I don't want to say parting thoughts. Jerry Springer's dead. That's his thing. Um, Boston Bruce bet says confirmed an arrow bet has your name on it for CES. New tenants don't move in until the following week. I can appreciate that. I, you know what? It takes a lot to open up your home or a home to a, an internet person. So thank you for that. All right, beer's done. MMA portion of the show is about to come to a come to a close here. Um, Austin says, "Hopefully, I run into you at the Prudential. Just send me a DM on Twitter, and I we will exchange we'll exchange info so we can make that happen." I got you, Austin. We've been talking about it for months now. We'll make it happen. Just shoot me a message on Twitter, and I will make sure that we we can at least you know, dap it up. Right. So, um, Jason, appreciate you. All right. So MMA, MMA portion of the show is done. Uh, I will recap my money line. means doesn't necessarily reflect plays. If you want to do that, you can follow me along. Bet MMA.tips still profitable on the year. 
which is shocking giving last week, but still profitable on the year right now. I think I'm up nine units on the year, something like that. I'd have to go back through and look. All right, so let's run through these real quick. Top to bottom money line leans are Santos, Ribeiro, Zumagulov, Alexerov, Porter, Rodriguez, Williams, Clark, Dober, Gracie, Evloyev, Jan, Burns, and Aljo. Those are the money line leans. Um, so, producer Jake, they are trying to. Um, all right, wouldn't let me for whatever reason. Shoot me a DM. I got you, dude. Um, they're trying to bring back the balloon thing. Did you see this? They're trying to bring back the balloons, the unidentified and flying objects, all that stuff. Um, those of you who are unaware, we have a banking crisis going on right now. Did you see what happened with the banks today too, dude? All these regional banks are getting crushed right now. This is what happens when the Fed just prints money and there's no actual backing behind it. And then all of these banks then take out, you know, all these different various security backings and then there's nothing there to them. Um, things are going to get real spicy. You've heard me say for the last year or so that's that spice was just around the corner right and this isn't doomsday i'm not saying nuclear apocalypse i'm not saying i'm not saying any of those things i would never say that what i will say is that um i would at a certain point start getting some tangible assets um I would, I would start getting some tangible assets. Now, you could be like, oh, it's gold or silver or commodities, whatever the case may be. I, I, would, I, would, I would suggest that, um, but we, we have a real issue. Um, we have a real issue as far as what's coming our way when people realize that there's nothing behind the veil. When the veil comes down, Financially, societally speaking, things are going to get uglier. I don't think it's I don't think it's a I don't think it's a stretch, right? I don't think it's a stretch for anybody to say over the course of the set. Let's just go to the last three years. Let's just do since Koof showed up that there's been a discernible shift in the way that people talk and treat and exist in the world right now, right? You you can't do anything without seeing video of people just acting in a way that has complete disregard for i don't want to say the sanctity of life but like just the decency of of existence on earth it's a very strange thing that we're seeing right now once people realize that everything else is a lie it's going to get it it could and i i'm really i mean it's my sincere hope and prayer that this does not happen it could really turn ugly in a hurry right like we have um you know the phrase next day fulfillment at most grocery stores right if you get enough people if you get enough of these crazy people that think that the climate of the earth is actually affected by what vehicle you drive if you get enough of them standing out in the roads and blocking trucks from moving and delaying the pipeline of like your grocery store if 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 those of you who've never worked in logistics supply chain management or anything like that the, the grocery store that you shop at gets two to three trucks a day, a day. 
just to keep the shelves of what's there full. Like there's not room in the back of the grocery store where they have enough to refill the shelves again. There's no space for that. <clears throat> um, so if the truck stops coming, the, the store empties in a matter of a day, a day, especially think about it from the sense of the toilet paper, right? Like when we thought, well, toilet papers, toilet paper's hard to come by. So what did you have? You have people going out and buying every roll of toilet paper they get their hands on. Now imagine that's toilet paper. That's just to clean your butthole. Imagine if it's something as far as food goes, like legitimate food, right? Um, things will get spicy in a hurry. And I'm going to be honest with you. You know, you guys know how I feel about police. You know how I feel about all these things. They're not going to come and save you. You know that, right? Like, so when, when everything really dissolves, if it really dissolved, uh, there is no police force anymore, right? They, they centralize uh, resources at basically prison and detention and county property. It all just sucks in like a vacuum. They're not answering calls for people stealing your car. They're not answering calls for people carrying guns in grocery store parking lots. They're not doing that anymore. Um, so if the veil comes down as to how bad things can get, it's going to get really spicy really fast. Now, that is super doom and gloom. And I, again, my sincere prayer is it never gets there. Um, but I, I would caution you to, to say this. It's not crazy person thinking to think that you should probably prepare to spend two months inside your house. I would just, I would encourage you to be able to find a way to spend two months inside your house. Now, we all had a little bit of a, a, uh, a warm up for this with Koof, right? But as far as being able to clean your own water, being, being able to provide your own food, being able to generate your own power, I would encourage you before, I mean, it's probably already too late for a lot of stuff. I would, I would consider that. I would really consider it. Um, the banking crisis, especially if it gets real bad and people start doing bank runs. If you don't know what a bank run is, it's when everybody goes to the bank, tries to pull their money out. You go to try to pull your money out and you realize the bank doesn't have any money. And that's, that's not a, only if a bank run happens thing. That's a real thing right now. That's a real thing right now. If you are, if you got a little bit of the blessing on the financial side, so you got a hundred grand, two hundred grand, three hundred grand there, I challenge you to go to your local branch and say, "I'd like you to give me this in, in cash, please." Can you? How long would it take you to give me the balance of my account, three hundred thousand dollars or two hundred fifty thousand? How how long would it take you to give me that in cash? They're not going to give it to you today because the money's not there. It's a promissory note. Your debit card, your online bank account, it's a promise of money. It's a its a credit, if you will, like you're at an arcade. It's not real. It's not an actual dollar, man. Um, it's not a one-for-one one anymore. So bank runs start happening. Banks close down. Things get ugly. Where's my money at, right? Where's my money? We get a lot of like pseudo john q style situations which i realized was a medical procedure not money but still it's the same kind of thing right where's my money at um so uh mres and gas generator are already on standby i can appreciate that i can appreciate that terminator 2 get a c train in the ground full of, full of ammo yeah 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 anyway all right it's enough doom and gloom um 
I will see every I will see those of you that will be at 288. I'll see you on Saturday. I'll see you on Saturday. Be a good time. Uh Drew Dober Fight Week and um UFC 288. I will be on Patrick's show tomorrow night, Addicted to Combat YouTube channel. Check it out. I will be over there. Uh we'll we'll chop it up Pat style. Pat likes to take a much more analytic approach to his show, so I'll be over there with a lot more stats, figures, and analytical breakdown. You guys know we just kind of noodle it here. So if you tuned in tonight, I appreciate you. If you download the show, I appreciate you. If you share, like, subscribe, review, all that stuff, I appreciate you. Um, be good to each other. I will see everybody on Saturday. If I don't see you on Saturday, I'll see you next Tuesday. Uh, we're going to do UFC Fight Night Charlotte. Almeida versus Rosenstrike next week. All right. Be good to each other, guys. God bless. See you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.